Star Wars 7x7 episode 1182. Today, the Empire Magazine cover story on The Last Jedi. What new things have we learned? With Ryan Johnson and Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill being interviewed, right? It can't be very much. And my theory about the Knights of Ren, who they really are, which it turns out is not really my theory after all. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and when does this become a tradition? <laughs> this is what I want to know, right? Because it's Three years now, three years in a row that we've gotten an Empire Magazine cover story on a Star Wars movie. Force Awakens, Rogue One, now The Last Jedi. I think this is a regular deal, right? I think, you know, once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, three times is a conspiracy. Yeah, I think we can officially call this a traditional situation where we're going to get some massive coverage and new photos from a Star Wars movie courtesy of Empire Magazine. And for the issue, they have Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill being interviewed, which is really interesting when you consider, of course, that Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill have been the loudest proponents on the internet of keeping The Last Jedi as spoiler-free as possible about not letting out any information, or at least being very minimalist about the information that's revealed about The Last Jedi. So, yeah, naturally, they're going to be the ones that are going to be interviewed for this cover story. And pretty much right out of the gate, Ryan Johnson answered a question that I've had for a while and have posed on the podcast before because he has often come out and said, nope, there was no outline, there was no anything that I had to steer by. I was just dropped into the middle of this project and J.J. Abrams just left things the way they did and I just had to pick up and decide what happens next. Like That's the way Ryan Johnson has always told it and I've always said there had to be some points that he had to hit. There had to be some details that were known where the powers that be said, okay, well, the movie's got to make sure it covers this and this and this, right? Well, Ryan does officially say in here, he says... I wasn't given an outline of where it goes or even a list of things to hit. It really was just, okay, what's next? So, all right, I'm going to stop asking. I'm going to stop wondering. It is really that free form. Consider that in light of all the stuff that's happened with directors on other Star Wars movies. He was given the biggest <laughs> amount of license on probably the biggest movie for Lucasfilm to date, and he was able to do it and do it in a way that didn't tick anyone off, that made everybody at Lucasfilm happy, and there's been no qualms about issues on set or anything like that, no ego problems being reported, nothing on the biggest possible stage. So, yeah. But rather interestingly, the same question that Kathleen Kennedy is alleged to have proposed to J.J. Abrams in order to get him to sign on to The Force Awakens is the same question that Ryan Johnson began his meditations on the movie with before he even started writing. And he said, who is Luke Skywalker? Like, that is the big driving question. And then his next level of it, who is Luke Skywalker now? And he says, I grew up with an idea of who Luke was, so the real question was, why is Luke on that island? Luke's no coward. He's not hiding from a fight, so there must be some reason he's there that makes sense to him. That was the first nut to crack. The seed for the whole story was inside that shell. 
I just had to get to it. Unquote. That's what Ryan Johnson says about The Last Jedi. And then this is the part I really want to read to you. This is the most marvelous one. When Ryan Johnson went to meet with Mark Hamill, one of the first things Mark Hamill did was make him watch an old episode of Sergeant Bilko. So look up that TV show if you've never heard of it. But here's how the article describes the situation. And, and, you know, while they're watching Sergeant Bilko, Hamill's regaling Johnson with stories of the filming of the original trilogy and all that stuff. And it says... uh, here it is. From Tunisian sand to Dagobah slime and that final reckoning in the skies over Endor, Hamill recalled the saga from Luke's perspective. Johnson listened, and as he did, a story began to coalesce. And here's the quote from Ryan. He says, I had a couple of keystone ideas, then I just started freeform writing with each of the characters. What do I know about them? Where do I want to see them go? What would be the toughest thing each of them could be faced with? I started this big document that ended up growing and growing, and eventually a through line started to become clear, unquote. So we knew a little bit of that from Vanity Fair, right? That it was his question, you know, what's the biggest challenge these characters could face? And that was the quote that launched a dozen podcasts for me because we examined back in the late spring of 2017 all of the characters that will be appearing in The Last Jedi and what their possible biggest challenges could be. However, one thing that's new and newly revealed, or at least newly officially revealed, is something that was seen in a bit of artwork that was kicking around for a while that wasn't necessarily officially released or anything like that as far as I know. But the image was a picture of the planet Actu and looking down from a high point on that island where Luke and Rey are hanging out, you could see barely visible in the water, under the water, Luke's X-Wing fighter. And it is there sunken, rusting, and barnacled as it's described in the article. Or it's here. Let me find the exact quote for you. It says, missing for decades, comma, his trusty X-Wing rusting and barnacled beneath the waves, Luke finds redemption in the form of Rey a scavenger from the arid wastelands of Jakku, would-be Padawan already strong in the Force, etc., etc. But, yeah, he apparently has no intention of ever leaving this island. Like, why would he have sunk his X-Wing and have it be there for quite a while if it's being described as rusty and barnacled? Oh, man. But speaking of X-Wings, there is also something new that's revealed about the current model of X-Wings, specifically Poe's X-Wing. There's a shot in here where it's unfortunately a little darkened, so you can't quite see the details of it, but it's some sort of space battle happening, and it says uh, in the photo of the caption, Poe's X-Wing outfitted with a new booster to outmaneuver first-order guns. So, yeah, there definitely is a, a different shine of light coming from the back of the X-Wing that is not from where you would expect it to be. And that, aside from the whole Knights of Ren thing, is where we're going to stop the proceedings. So I'm going to take a quick break. And then, yeah, let's talk about the Knights of Ren and this theory that's been kicking around the internet for a year. Not a rumor or a leak or a spoiler, just a theory. But there's something in this Empire article that seems to give it credence. So hang on. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com 
com slash TFA. Welcome back. All right, so the article has this bit of information. It says, if Luke had found the first Jedi temple amid the rocks in Heather of Actu, what could that mean? What lay within? More importantly, why did he need it? Betrayed by his pupil, his nephew Ben Solo, and his fledgling Jedi all corrupted or killed, might Luke, like Obi-Wan before him, have sought solace in exile? And what might happen when that isolation ended? So that's the narrative from the article. Now, that's not really accurate, right? Because Obi-Wan didn't go to seek solace in exile. He was actually going to Tatooine to keep watch over baby Luke, so that way Luke could grow up safe and have a chance to challenge Darth Vader, okay? So they got that wrong. But... Be that as it may, the line about his fledgling Jedi all corrupted or killed, right? Well, you could certainly say corrupted about Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo himself. But this is another situation where, like Obi-Wan said, uh, you know, when people went over to the dark side of the force, he betrayed and murdered the good people that he was. Um, speaking of Darth Vader specifically, like when he went over to the dark side, he betrayed and murdered Anakin Skywalker, the good boy that he was. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view and getting everything destroyed by Ben Solo, right? You know, one pupil turned on and destroyed everything. So... What are the chances that the Knights of Ren are the former students of Luke's Jedi Academy? Now, this is the theory that I thought, oh my gosh, this is rather awesome. And then I thought, hmm, I wonder how awesome this really is. <laughs> that is this a mind-shattering theory or anything? And so, of course, I did a Google search. And yeah, I guess this theory has been kicking around for the better part of a year <laughs> after all. So... Maybe not so original, but the idea of his students being described as corrupted or killed, yes, of course, it applies to Ben Solo, so that has the base covered, but what if it's the rest of them, too? Wouldn't that be a bit of a head trip? And that would certainly change the dynamic of why Luke is on that island, right? You know, if it's not just... If it's not just Ben, but it's everybody he trained, like, yeah, that's a different kind of animal altogether. And that is going to do it for today's episode. I'm going to end it right here. So thank you, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, 
and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.